everybody. Welcome to episode 151 of the Masterclass. My name is Cam Brennan, and of course, I am joined by the co-hostess with the co-mostess, Dave Hogue. What's up, Dave? Hey, well, we got a bunch of snow yesterday and today. So that... Define a bunch. Oh, like six inches. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's that's more than the one inch we got <laughs> up here up here in the Great White North, eh? Yeah. So it was, yeah. uh, was kind of weird to watch the, um, you know, on one channel I had the Chiefs game, and then on another channel I had the Bears and the Packers, and it was snowing like crazy at the Chiefs game and sunny at the Packers. Now, it looked very cold. Yeah. It looked very cold, but yeah. Well, good. Speaking of professional football, Dave, I uh, very important semifinal matchup that is going on, concluding as we speak during the uh, the Saints game. I'm nervous. Last time I checked, I was projected to lose by one point. I'm currently, oh. ahead, by, I'm currently ahead by like 23 points. You're down 23. Has, no, I'm I'm up 23. Oh but I'm still projected to lose by one because he's got two guys playing and I only have one. Oh, I, I one got of the you. the guys he has playing is Michael Thomas, who's like the leading scorer in fantasy football this year. So, and it's against Eric Fry. Mm, yes. From back in Gardner. So, you know, a little nervous. <laughs> so who else, is it people from all over that you're in the league with or is it a? No, it's it's the league we had at, FBC. Gotcha. I just stayed in it. But it's like $50, no, a $20 buy-in. So I got to, if I, if I, if I win this game, I'm guaranteed to at least make my money back. If I lose this game and I win the third place game, I think I get like 10 bucks back. (laughs) But winner, I think the winner takes home like, I don't know, like 160. Nice. I could do something with that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, if you if you see me, I'm I'm not gonna check during the show because that's that's I'm gonna check real quick. Fun. <laughs> check check before we get started. Officially start. Oh no, oh no. Yeah. Okay. So you know how I told you Mike Thomas was really good. It, that there's 12 minutes left in the second quarter and he already has 16 points. Mm-hmm. Whereas my guy has a uh, a one point. So I am now projected <laughs> to lose by 11. Great. Fantastic. Let's move on. Back to the Bible, <laughs> shall we? Yay, fantasy sports. That's how I feel about fantasy <laughs> football right now. Anyways, uh, we're here. It's episode 151. We are quickly approaching our... Is it our five-year anniversary, Dave? Mm-hmm. Surely, wow! Yeah, yeah we it started January first, twenty fifteen, right? Yep, it'll be January twenty twenty. Wow, that's exciting! Yes, five years, two years older than my child. <laughs> Dave, we're going to kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. Cool backpacks. Well, it wouldn't be the master class if we didn't, uh, you know spend forever in a book and then out of nowhere decide, Hey, we're done with that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, with a, uh, urgent breaking news, um, we're done with Romans. Ta-da. 
And we're going to move on to something else. Do you want to tell our fine listeners, Dave, where our adventure in the Bible takes us next? Sure. We're going to take a look at the book of James. It's a good one. Mm Mm-hmm. Much shorter than both Matthew and Romans. This is true. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure we can still squeeze quite a few episodes out of it, but I don't think we're going to... We we also realized, I looked back before we recorded, and we started talking about Romans October 18th of 2017, which blew our minds that it had been two years. Now, granted, our, our episode uh, release pace slowed, yeah. but it was still 42 episodes. Yeah. And we only covered 14 of the 16 chapters. Crazy. Quick math, 14, 28, <laughs> 42. It's like three episodes a chapter, roughly. Or exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I try not to do math past 6 p.m. So anyways, we're on to James. We so are. if we do that, three episodes a chapter, that's 15 episodes. Not that it matters, but it's just fun to throw out useless <laughs> Anyways, uh, Dave, do you want to say any parting words to our dear friend Romans, or shall we just move along to our new friend James? Yeah, I don't know that I have any parting thoughts. Kind of glad, glad that we're moving on, but it was, I mean, it's Romans, so... You know, it was, we, we, we did bite off a lot there, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Not that James is <laughs> going to be light. Well, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, Romans, I suppose it was nice knowing you. Yeah. Cool. Maybe visit you again sometime. Episode 4,000. <laughs> that would be crazy. I will be, we'll both be dead long before that's a possibility. (laughs) You never know. You know, I wonder, could we hand the podcast off to two young guns when we're old (laughs) and have them carry, like, you know, like news anchors? Yes. Or radio hosts pass the show on? That'd be kind of fun. That would be cool. Retire and hand it off to some kid that's like 12 right now. But, you know, wait till they're older. Yes. More mature. Have some gray hairs. <laughs> of which I have far too much for my age. But hey. All right. Yeah, I was thinking that whole time about what I wanted to say about Romans. And if you really want to know what I have to say about Romans, go listen to the last 42 episodes and you'll know exactly what I have to say. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I do. I just feel like, okay, I've run out of things. So. All right, well, let's just do it then. Flip on over in your Bibles or tap on your phone and find yourself to the book of James. Yes. It's further towards the end than Romans. But hey, if you've got to Revelation, you went too far. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to ride this out for eight more seconds. Now it's getting awkward. All right. Survive. Nice.
that's one of those things that like you never notice laugh tracks until you notice them and then it's like it's difficult not to hear them well it's also blatantly obvious when there's only two of us talking and there's a definitely <laughs> not a live studio audience so that would be fun to do a live show one day i would agree i don't know i don't know who <laughs> who wouldn't show up to who would show up <laughs> But it would be fun to do a live show. Some of my, some of my uh, podcasts that I listen to do live shows, and they're usually my favorite because they tend to save like really funny or good stuff for those because mm-hmm. they don't want to disappoint. You know, so I enjoy them. One day, Dave, maybe that'd be neat. All right, shall we? Yeah, James. Finally, now that we've teased it enough. <laughs> People have stopped listening. All right. So we're in James. We're going to read verses one through eight. They've hung through. They've hung through much worse than what just happened. No, I know. All right. Here we go. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes in dispersion, greetings. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Thank you, sir. Yeah. So we're just going to get right to it, huh, mm-hmm. James? Yeah, just, holds no we're punches. just going to dive right into the deep end. Mm-hmm. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Mm, no. <laughs> no thanks. I mean, really, that's the first thing he says. You know, in all of, like, the, the headlines, right? You're supposed to get people's attention with headlines, you know, newspapers, blogs, whatever. That'll get your attention, right? Mm-hmm. Count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. What's your initial response to that sentence? Without the justification behind it, just reading that sentence. Just reading the very first. Yeah, verse two. Well, I mean, my, I think my initial is, is why would I consider it a, why would I count it joy when I meet a trial? I mean, yeah. So, I mean, my, my initial gut response is just like, okay, no thanks. (laughs) Hard pass. Yeah. All right. So he goes on to explain why we should do this. And he says, for, you know, that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. Okay, so the end result sounds a lot better, mm-hmm. right? I will be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. That sounds good. And had he led with that, I would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want that, I want that. But instead, he leads with the, hey, there's going to be a lot of stuff that sucks in life because life is hard. Yeah. For everybody. Some more so than others, but life can really, really, really be hard. But 
we should count those hard times and circumstances as with joy because we know that through the testing of us and our faith and our, you know, hope in God, that's going to produce steadfastness. Mm-hmm. What does steadfastness mean? Well, I'm looking at it right now. And the very first thing says the quality of being resolute or dutiful, dutifully, dutifully firm and unwavering. Can you read that one more time? I don't know that I can. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. The quality of being resolute. Oh, okay. So the quality of being resolutely or dutiful. I can't say that word. Dutifully firm and unwavering. Dutifully. Dutifully firm and unwavering. And resolutely. Huh. I like that. So yeah, so steadfastness. Mm-hmm. So the testing of your faith produces the ability to be resolute and uh, resolutely and dutifully firm. Is that what it was? Mm. Sorry, my brain is failing. <laughs> it reminds me of the story from the Gospels where like, you know, the wise man built his house upon the rock. That story where, you know, one guy builds his house on rock and one guy doesn't. And when the storms come and the waves come, it hits both houses. And the fool who built his house cheaply and not on the rock gets destroyed. And the guy who built his house on the on the foundation and did it correctly, his house survives the storm. Mm-hmm. So that's what this reminds me of. And... I've got a really cool picture somewhere that I'll try to put in the show notes. And it's this bonkers photo. I don't know if it's real or if it's been Photoshopped, um, but it's this lighthouse in the middle of uh, this massive wave swell. Mm -hmm. And this lighthouse is like getting pounded from like almost all sides with this giant wave. But because it's been built correctly, because you know, it has that structural integrity. It stands firm, mm -hmm. even though it's just getting just hammered by these waves. Um, and it's really quite a captivating photo. So I'm going to, I'm going to, if I can find it, I'm going to add it to show notes as a kind of a visual representation of what, what I think James is talking about. Yeah. Here. So this idea of being firm, like resolutely firm, that's, that's a pretty strong, pun intended, um, concept, right? That trials are going to come, but if we can remain firm and resolutely so in our faith, then that is going to, as it says in verse 4, have its full effect, that we will be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So maybe maybe we should talk about what we think it looks like to be steadfast in the face of trials of various kinds. Mm -hmm. So when you think of someone who's steadfast in the mid in the midst of just garbage, what what comes to your mind, or maybe what what stories from history or examples come to your mind? Um. Well, it, you know, I think that again, is that what comes to my mind is that. 
this is not about us being able to do it. Um, Because I'll even go back to verse 3, that it says, the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. So it's not like we just have, you know, this ability to stand strong, to uh, be firm. There's definitely a, when our faith is tested, then we get the steadfastness. And then the steadfastness having its full effect. And so, um, to me, it looks like um, believing God and what he tells us. It's not about, we're not going to always do the right thing. We're not going to always have the right answer. Um, In fact, more often than not, we may may stumble. And I, I can't remember where the verse, you know, there's a verse that talks about the righteous man gets up again, again, again. And it, it it's really kind of about this continuing in a direction that God wants us to go. And we may not in the moment, day in, day out, get it right. But I think over the long haul, over our entire life, um, is about having its full effect. And you know, as I as I get older, I feel like I make less stupid decisions. <laughs> I do less stupid things. I'm not gonna say, you know, we all make mistakes, but um I feel like I've learned from my mistakes. I feel like I've learned what not to do in certain situations. So yeah, it's definitely not about being perfect, um, but it's it's about uh moving in the same direction over the course of our life. I would say. Yeah, I think that's hard though, right? Yeah. Like oh that, yeah. Having having that that long term perspective, especially in the midst of when stuff is really hard. And it's not just like you didn't get the Christmas present you wanted. Like, you know, your marriage failed or you got fired or laid off or one of your friends died or, you know, you've got uh, you know, uh, terminal illness, like crap, you know, your house burns down, you get robbed, someone assaults you, like the, the, the real trials that life can confront you with that you aren't expecting, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, you're a good person, so why would that happen to you? I think it's really, really hard to have that long-term perspective when everything immediately in front of you sucks real bad. And, I mean, it's hard enough to have that perspective, I think, when things are going well, right? But that's definitely what, you know, I agree with you that that, that Jesus calls us to in 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 our lives. But I think... What what encourages me specifically about this these three verses here is that James doesn't stop at verse two, mm-hmm. like just suck it up and count it as joy because like, you can read it that <laughs> yeah. way, right? Just suck it up. Life's hard for everybody. Just be joyful because, gosh darn it, you have the fruit of the spirit. Be joyful, yeah. right? Just you know, uh, power through it. Essentially, man up would be you know a phrase that you might hear. Yep. Um, 
or Grin and Barrett or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, some football, some football coach saying. Um, but he doesn't like do that. He he gives us the, you know, this isn't necessarily the greatest phrase, but like you know, the proverbial carrot at the, on the stick in front of us, right? Yeah. It's worth going through these trials because of what it can produce in your life and where where the Holy Spirit could bring you through these trials. And that's closer to God, mm-hmm. right? That's, in these words, perfect to complete, lacking in nothing. Right. You know, if we can, if we can learn, we can learn to, to trust God, to uh, rely on our faith, to have hope in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our grief, in the midst of our confusion, in the midst of our wishing, you know what, God, please, can this stop? Um, if we can hang on to the hope, the faith, then we are going to understand both God and ourselves a whole lot better. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm a relatively young man, uh, so I do not have, you know, the life experience of a lot of people, but, you know, I, I know in my life, when bad stuff has happened and I've doubted, you know, I haven't had hope. I've kind of run from God in those bad times. It doesn't get any better. The bad times suck even worse, right? Because now I'm, I've isolated myself. Mm-hmm. And when, when you isolate yourself, you tend to do stupid stuff, especially me. Yeah. Because you're not thinking straight, right? You don't have anyone there to check you, and you're you're caught up in your own stuff. And so I think, and, and this is me preaching to myself here, hardcore is like, in those in those times, like I have to I have to run to God instead of away from Him. Especially if it's a situation of my own creation, right? If it's a trial in my life because I've done <laughs> or said something yeah. stupid or not done something. That I, you know what I mean? Like, it's like I I know enough about my tendencies and how I handle stuff to know that like I have to do what James says here, otherwise I'm gonna hurt more and potentially you know hurt other people by things I say or do when I'm isolated. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. I'm really glad he put verses three and four in there. He <laughs> didn't just leave it at two. Yes. <laughs> I just read verse five. If any of you lacks wisdom, yeah, hi, right here. Please, that'd be me. Uh, it's just say like, Cam, ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to you. <laughs> put my name right there. So if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him Mm -hmm. but let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind okay so i have a question for you dave Mm -hmm. what does it mean to let him ask in faith because that's the qualifier here right you can ask but you better do it in faith with no doubting Yeah. So what do you think that means, to ask 
with faith or in faith? So, um, and I, I can't remember, I think I mentioned this before of having come across another podcast where they talked about faith and that implicit in faith is doubt. Because if you don't have doubt, it's just belief. And so... Um, okay, say that again. So, so there's an element of, in order for faith to be faith, there has to be sort of a a, a, a potential for doubt, and maybe doubt does exist there. Because if I if I if I believe something, I just believe it. There's no doubting, right? And for faith to be faith, there kind of has to be an element of doubt to it. There has to be an element of uncertainty. Maybe is a better way to say it. Okay, I think I get what you're saying. Because because otherwise, faith is not. I mean, you know, it says have faith. Well, there's there's kind of implicit in having faith, and and is that. It's in, there's an unknown. There's a, you know, it's it's not a certain. And so, anyway, I don't know if that's making any sense at all. Uh, yeah, I think I think I get what you're saying. But it says so. It says, "Let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea and is driven and tossed by the wind." Um. Yeah, so I, I, I guess I don't know. I guess I don't have an answer. <laughs> That's fair. I'm going to weasel my way out of that and just say I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Well, because it's, it, I mean, it's one of those things where it's, here he's speaking specifically about wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but there are other places in the Bible where it says, ask and ye shall receive, right? Knock and the door shall be opened, mm-hmm. right? They're a lot more generous with what the subject of the question could be. And, you know, that doesn't apply here, which is good. And so if any of you lacks wisdom, ask God for it. Let him, let him ask in faith. I wonder if it's just about, like, asking God for something and trusting that he's going to come through, right? So ask God, like, why would God not give someone wisdom? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're asking to win the lottery or get the new Tesla, you know, or, you know, oh, I just want that girl to like me, which, you know, that's a legitimate request, I guess, unless you're, oh, I don't know, never mind. Um, but for us to ask God for wisdom and for, like, it's weird to ask God for something like wisdom and then be like, well, he's probably not going to give it to me. Like, you know, I doubt that he cares. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you're not ready for wisdom then at that point. Um, but I just, yeah, I think it, it, you just, if you're going to ask God for wisdom, like you just got to believe that he's going to deliver it, I guess. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird like caveat. Right. So, and that's, there. so the uh, NIV actually uses the word believe. And so it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown tossed by the wind. And so, honestly, that to me, that makes a little bit more sense, because if I believe something, then there is no doubt. 
if I have faith, I do think that implicit in faith is there has to be doubt. There has to be this um, ability to kind of go, I'm choosing to, you know, accept this, uh, but things would kind of indicate to me that, you know, there was a possibility it may not happen. And so, I don't know. I guess I, I, I would land on... I, I, I guess I, <laughs> some ramblings. I do think that doubt is implicit to faith. Whereas belief is being kind of certain of, of what something is. And so. Well, yeah, and that's interesting. Cause like, if you, if you take like, you know, the creeds of the church, it's, I believe you know, mm-hmm. in God, the father, Jesus, his son, the Holy spirit, I believe, you know, it's, you're affirming mm-hmm. and you're stating, you know, what you, what, what are facts, mm-hmm. you know, to you. So I would, I would get on board with that for sure. Cause then in, you know, seven and eight, it says for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. It's like, if you don't believe God's going to give it to you, you know? Yeah. And, and I, and, and that's, and, and so that part is, is like, I, you know, I think you can certainly believe and be hopeful. Um, I, I don't know. I think d- doubt is such a part of the human experience. Doubt is such a part of the human experience that, um, I don't think this is so black and white as maybe as it sounds, because I, do I certainly believe that God can give me wisdom? Yes. And do I believe that if I ask him for it, he'll grant it to me? Yes. My issue tends to be more, I'm impatient. I want it in a time different than he wants it. I, you know, I want it to be easy. I want, you know, like for me, there's kind of this element of, well, just give me the wisdom, just put it in my head. Well, you know, being, you know, on this planet for almost 49 years, I'm starting to realize, well, that wisdom comes from experience. Like the wisdom isn't just in, like, it's not just something that shows up in my head and it's like, oh, I have wisdom. No, I feel like I have wisdom because I've made those mistakes and I've experienced those things. And, um, and I've, and I've also realized that the worst case scenario very rarely happens. And yet, I've spent much of my life kind of playing out worst case scenario and I've, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I'd never do it, but I certainly don't do it near to the extent that I used to. Um, just cause it, it's not, it, it's very rare that that happens. Yeah. Like as you were talking, I think I came to the, like the exact same conclusion cause I was thinking, well, how is this tight? How is this request for wisdom tied into someone who's, had steadfastness produced in them through the trials of life. Mm -hmm. Right. And how much of this wisdom is part of that steadfastness having its full effect? You Mm -hmm. know, how much of that goes hand in hand? Cause he goes straight from that straight into the discussion about wisdom and asking God for it. So maybe asking God for wisdom is also asking God for, you know, I don't know, some trials in your (laughs) life. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to put words in James mouth, but the, the juxtaposition of these two concepts, um, perhaps is not by accident. Yeah. Well, and like I said, I, the other thing for me is just, you know, I think about the things I used to be anxious about, or I used to worry about that. I, 
in, in so many ways, I'm like, I just don't have time for that. Like it accomplishes nothing to, <laughs> to worry about things. And again, I'm not, I'm not going to claim I'm perfect and I don't do it at all anymore, but I do feel comfortable in saying that I don't do it to the extent that I used to do. And, and even now I feel like I have the ability to kind of, when those thoughts kind of creep in just to sort of go, no, that's not, that's not how things work. And even if the, even if the worst case happens, uh, me worrying about it, isn't going to prevent it. And so it's better to kind of deal with it when it comes versus trying to avoid it or I don't know, think it away. Yeah. So then in the last verse, he says, uh, or verse eight, the last one we're going to discuss today. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways, which I think is really an interesting statement, right? If, if you're going to ask God for wisdom and then doubt that he's going to deliver it to you, mm-hmm. you really are kind of double-minded, right? Because you, you come to God and you make a request, mm-hmm. but then you walk away and go, yeah, probably not going to happen. Like, so the, the, the faith and belief in God is probably not as strong or well-rooted as it could mm-hmm. be. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of hypocritical, right? To ask an, one thing and then think another. Yeah. Like you can easily extrapolate that to saying one thing and doing another, which is the very definition of hypocrisy, right? Right. Well, and I could, I can certainly see this kind of applying to somebody that, you know, they're just going to hedge their bets. They're going to, they're going to, you know, I'm going to ask for God. I'm going to ask God to give me wisdom and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to, you know, and there's kind of a a superstition to it versus really trusting in God and relying on him to answer. Um, So, yeah. Hmm, I think I'm going to like this book, Dave. I would agree. Spoiler alert, I already know I like it. That's why we chose it. <laughs> All right, well, that gets us to the uh, the end of what we decided we were going to talk about this episode. Do you have any uh, any other final thoughts or other things you'd like to talk about? I have no other things that I'd like to talk about. I'm not sure I did James justice tonight, but... Uh, I am definitely looking forward to diving into this and what he has to say and yeah, applying it to our lives. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, that I think wraps up this edition of the masterclass. I want to thank you guys so much uh, for uh, your time and your attention. And I want to say a special thanks to our supporters on Patreon for their like just freakish consistency um, and their long time commitment. So if you want to check out what being a patron of this show looks like, you can go to patreon.com slash super megacorp. There'll be a link in the show notes. You can check out the different uh tiers and rewards and all that good stuff. Also, uh show notes are gonna be wherever you're listening to this, your podcast app of choice. But if you want to check them out on your browser, you can go to supermegacorp.net slash masterclass slash 151. You can uh, find Dave. Uh, are you still using Twitter or have you quit? I have Dave? Twitter. So. Okay. David but J. I don't Hope post there a whole lot. 
And then you can find me on Instagram at Cam Brennan. I'm on Twitter too, but I don't really ever. It, I, just, I just don't like it. Uh, um, uh, you want to call in to the show and leave an intro or an outro or ask a question or make a rebuttal or say hi to a friend. That's cool too. We'd love to put it on the air. Uh, phone number for that's in the show notes as well. Just leave a voicemail and we'll put it on the show. Unless, of course, you're, I don't know, being nasty. <laughs> um, That's it, man. That's it. We're done. We're out. Farewell. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.